Hi, I'm Laura Flanders of The Laura Flanders Show. Watch us on the World Channel every Sunday at 11.30 a.m. and at our YouTube channel, The Show Premieres, and then syndicates to public television stations. Check your local listings. Prefer to listen? Find us on a local radio station or subscribe to the free podcast at lauraflanders.org. That's where you'll receive my special commentaries. I call them the F-word. Here's this week's. Could Donald Trump be charged with a crime for knowingly exposing others to an infectious disease? He could if that disease was hepatitis. If the Donald was a poor man, poorly defended and in poor health, there's a good chance he'd be facing criminal charges. Under laws that Republicans have enthusiastically backed, if Donald Trump had HIV, he could well be locked up in prison. According to the Center for HIV Law and Policy, 13 states currently have laws on the books that apply stiff penalties to people who expose others to hepatitis. 32 states similarly criminalize people living with HIV, even if there is no intent, no threat, and no disease is actually transmitted. In New Jersey, where the president exposed around 100 people to the deadly coronavirus at a fundraiser held just hours after his advisor Hope Hicks tested positive, exposing a person to HIV is punishable by three to five years in prison and a fine of up to $15,000. Trump's adopted state of Florida has half a dozen HIV criminalization laws on the books, under which 266 people have been convicted. In Pence's Indiana, people living with AIDS can face separate felony charges for every day they fail to disclose their status to their past partners, even if they wear a condom and even if no exposure takes place. The crime is failure to disclose, which the law calls failure to warn. At least 20 people in and around the White House have tested positive for the coronavirus recently who might well have appreciated a presidential warning. This is not to argue that COVID carriers should be incarcerated. Far from it. The data is clear. While institutions like schools and restaurants and airports and the White House have a duty to protect public safety, prosecuting individuals doesn't improve public health, it endangers it. Criminalization discourages the sick and the addicted from seeking help and pushes them further into dangerous situations where it's more likely, not less, that they'll endanger others. But mostly those who fall afoul of those laws aren't presidents, they're poor people with addictions needing treatment. When Vice President Pence was governor of Indiana, he was so attached to getting tough that he missed the chance to prevent an HIV cluster that claimed 215 lives. The hypocrisy in the Trump camp now is exasperating to reformers. Sean Strube, a survivor of AIDS, was elected mayor of Milford, Pennsylvania a few years ago. There's a marvelous new film about his election. When COVID hit, his was the first municipality in the state to advise people to stay home. Residents were angry, but Strube wasn't about to see a repetition of the crisis he'd lived through. Now he's worried about what happens next. The Zero Project, which he also directs, recently joined with other other AIDS groups from around the world issuing a statement against COVID-19 criminalization. So far, according to the new tracker on the Zero website, the only COVID criminalization bill introduced in the U.S. was sponsored by a Republican state senator, now Congressman Chris Jacobs of New York, whom Donald Trump endorsed twice via Twitter. Jacobs' bill came in response to a story about a Buffalo man spitting on a police officer while being arrested. But back then, things were different. Back then, the Justice Department was 
warning that malicious coronavirus spreaders could be charged with terrorism, but the people in the crosshairs were immigrants, felons, protesters, and the Chinese. Not a predator president turned super spreader. It's not his DNA of which he's so inordinately proud. It's the DNA of our legal code that protects the dangerous Donald. For more from the Laura Flanders Show this week on COVID in a country and rural area, go to lauraflanders.org and sign up for our newsletter. Thanks.